Hey everyone, welcome to episode 44 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello. How you doing, man? You okay? Yeah, yeah, good. Got the camera going this time. I know we've, uh, we've finally in, embraced the lockdown. Um, yeah, even got you uh, doing a bit of streaming at the moment as well, which is quite cool. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we'll talk about that and thinking games and hobby. Absolutely, but still very very cool. Uh, anyway, Ben, thanks again for coming back as ever. Uh, can you tell us what we're talking about on episode forty four? Yep, uh, we're going to be going through the top ten big guys and a little competition we're going to be running. Um, we'll talk about Bonehead Bowl, that's currently going on in Fumble, and the usual games, hobby, and star players. Fantastic. Right, let's move on to news. Okay, so first things first, news. Now, we've talked a load about Kickstarters recently. Um, we know that Grebo have got some goblin, uh, some, some orcs on the go. We know that, uh, was it Punga as well? Or Willy's? Willy's Miniature. Willy's mm -hmm. Miniatures have got some yeah. orcs on the go as well. Uh, there's a bunch of teams in the pipeline, but nothing really is live right now. But there was one cool individual post that was put onto the, um, the Blood Bowl community on Facebook, I think. And I thought we'd take a look at it because it could be really useful for one random star player. So let's bring it up. So this is Lux Thantor Miniatures. Um, and let's just give a bit of background on this company or this this person so my name is luke aka lux thantor 46 from france i'm a freelance miniature sculptor since 2014 uh work for a lot of companies black sun miniatures twisted uh games simon and now i'm happy to bring to my own range uh he was also available for private or professional commissions it's old school sculpting so you can see some of the miniatures um here this is so good yeah, so the one I really wanted to look at was the uh, Gerard du Pardieu and Scrotum the Pig. So for those of you listening to the podcast, this is a massive pig with a goblin on top who's kind of dressed in halfling garb. He's got the clean, yeah. he's got the pot on his head, he's got a flagon of wing. Basically, this guy could be a star player for the um, the pig rider or the, the, the ram rider. Rumble ocean yeah. skin, yeah, uh, and could also be um, useful for um, oh golly, what's the the squid guy called? Madcap Migs, because yeah. he can you can paint him up like a goblin. Uh, really cool miniature. It is twenty five euros, so really, really, really expensive. Cast in grey resin. If you're after something really special and a cool painting project, it comes with a tiny little hamster as well. Um, I'm not really quite understanding the hamster, but it is pretty cool. It's just a really unique miniature, um, but that is that's beyond Forge World prices, which is a bit of a shame. I don't know. Some some GW heroes are getting that way now, aren't they? Especially with the increase. So. Uh, that is unfortunately very true. Mm -hmm. um, so it's pretty reasonable, and like <laughs> you know, this is hand sculpted. This is like pretty good. It's extremely good actually for yeah, hand sculpting. It's boutique, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It is just a boutique miniature, and uh, it's just worth worth looking out. So go and have a look at that. That is uh, Lux Thantor miniatures. But on the way of miniatures, 
that's basically it at the moment. We're still waiting for more news to do with um, the, the, the Snotlings, but Games Workshop are massively invested in 40k at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's definitely taking up the entire news feed for Warhammer stuff. It is. I mean, we've got our new weekly YouTube show on Mondays, Miniature Mondays, where Ben and Warhammer Hannam join me, and we look at the news and new releases at that come out of the, for the week and it's just been mostly 40k if not all 40k from games workshop recently um, yeah i think we we had the intention of talking about lots of other things didn't we on the show but at the moment it's just absolutely rampant in 40k which is good because news is fantastic yeah and so. the the changes to it is pretty cool but on the world of blood bowl we're waiting for the uh for the snotlings and it's going to be a little while yeah. yet i think it's going to be um at least another month i think i mean probably not until ninth is released and out that the uh the snotlings will land or be be spoiled so um yeah probably if so you can you can spend this month's hobby money freely i think i think you've got a little bit of time which is why i uh i made the blood bowl port purchases i have i have made but we'll talk about that in hobby but in the way of news uh there's nothing on the tournament front obviously the lockdown has happened um the naf have announced saying uh some more information about tournaments about uh running them and about being careful and it is all down to local jurisdiction so um if yeah. if your country says yeah go crazy for blood bowl tournaments you can start running them again in the name of the naf um we were planning on having one in august uh, which was going to be Sewer Bowl Sevens. That will not be the case now. I spoke to Entoyment last week, and um, we didn't want to. We didn't want it to be rushed. I will put a post out specifically around that, especially on the page. Uh, so, uh, but we do have the one in October, which was Tombstone, and is going to be changing up. It's going to be a little bit different. We'll talk about that in uh, in an episode or two's time. Um, because yeah, it makes more sense to just focus on one big event, take all the prize money that we put aside for Bonehead Bowl and um and sewer bowl and and tombstone and chuck it into one big event at the end of the year when hopefully it's gonna be great yeah it's gonna be so good the the plan is cool i'm excited for it it should be good it should contain all the elements of all the three tournaments that we didn't get a chance to run um but yeah more news to follow on that uh competitions wise we will be announcing a new competition in the the end of the first segment today uh where we talk about our top 10 big guys and we will also do the prize draw during that segment for um the winner of the winter chog miniature for the people who chucked us in for the 58 people that chucked us in uh their top five big guys so that's pretty cool i'm looking forward to going through that uh, but for now mm -hmm. ben i think we should probably move on to hobby And we're back and it's hobby time and actually i think we've got some stuff to talk about here so a short news segment but I, we've got a load of hobby and a load of games I'm going on yeah. so we can see you on the podcast this time ben um and you yes. looks like you've got a paintbrush in hand what's on the table yeah so i'm it might look like throughout the podcast not paying attention it's all good i'm still <laughs> listening to ben <laughs> i normally hobby while recording it's a good time to get it in um and yeah, today I'm painting some 3D printed models. So I'll just move that closer to the camera. So wherever it is, there we go. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll, wrong I'll way. Other way. There we go. <laughs> so this is a white who's basically like a graveguard from um, Monstrous Encounters, which is a Patreon that's ongoing to kind of replenish some of the older kind of Warhammer style kits. And uh, I'm kind of got this challenge ongoing where I'm trying to make a death army fully from the 3D printer, just as a little. You know, people are talking about are 3D printers overtaking Warhammer, and I think it'll be quite a nice opportunity and something to talk about in the future, maybe. If it gets yeah, going. well, definitely. I mean, um, 
you and Ian Triplo both got 3D printers on the go, and I th and the whole group is is definitely gearing up to give you Blood Bowl orders. Um, yes, yeah, I, 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 we've we've all ordered. We've done a few. Um, I've had a couple like future orders as well placed, and uh, yeah, it's going. It's like full steam ahead. It had a bit of, and I remember I spoke about it on the podcast. It had a, a bit of a dip. Ago, yeah. Yeah, where it's like there's a bit of a learning curve and a bit of a failure curve, but I think once it's all lined out, it's kind of smooth sailing. No, that's brilliant. I'm excited to see some of the stuff that's coming out and get getting you to print things. And then finally, we get to club. We can you can bring it and we can have a big show and tell session, which I think is going to be our first night back at club. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I, I think we're going to get a game in. I think <laughs> I think we can try, but yeah. But talking of getting games in, uh, it kind of ties into the fact that your camera's on the YouTube version of this, but that doesn't matter for those of you who are still listening to the podcast. Um, camera, we've been playing games and you've been streaming. So you streamed a game last night. Yeah, so with a lot of assistance from Ben, I set up a little um, little stream of my own and we hosted it on this channel. Um, and yeah, I think it's quite good to uh, to stream a lot of the games because I've been watching a lot of your games um, of the Lockdown Bowl and pre prior to that as well, the uh, the other tournament. Well, Lockdown um, Bowl was the other tournament. We've now... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Bonehead Bowl, yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. I keep doing it as well. I couldn't remember the name of it because I already said it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we are in yeah. Bonehead Bowl now. So we're in the middle yeah. of week one of our four-week tournament. Um, 32 coaches, which isn't bad, given that it was kind of like a hurried affair where we were oh, like, actually, nice. let's pull the trigger, let's get this done now. We had a great time playing Lockdown Bowl. Um, and man, what a team of 32 coaches. We've had some crazy games. We, we are going to talk about it later in the podcast because it's a brilliant variety of teams. And that's just kind of what we want to talk about. But Ben, what team are you running? Uh, so I'm going against the Blood Tithe name and running Slanesh, the, uh, the mortal enemy of Corn. Double agent here. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of it stemmed from I, I got really intrigued by a Slanesh, a Slanesh list that was posted by the Sage on Reddit a few months back. Um, because it's kind of the only god I haven't got models for yet, because there's not really a team <laughs> to represent it. So I was going to do the Chaos team as Sanesh. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so then this came up, and I thought, well, well let's see what Fumble's got. And I remember we sp we spoke about a really overpowered Demons of Sanesh team, and they've also got a more mortal one using Slaves of Darkness. It's so a I'm kind of that team. it's a kind of variant of the the standard Chaos slash Nurgle list, isn't it? You got the Warriors, you got the Beastmen, mm -hmm. you got the Linemen. Uh, but the linemen on this team for this Slanesh team, so this is in the secret teams on Fumble. Uh, the linemen are what are they six three four seven? They've they've got agility yeah. four. Uh, yep. And the chaos warriors come with prehensile tail and claw. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. It's so cool. It's such a cool team. Um, yeah. So who was your first game against? So it was against Joe, who's. Fumble name, I do not remember. Oh, it's something um, like Sesame Antoine. Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tough one. But no, Joe, he's a really lovely, lovely guy. Amazing opponent. He was hilarious throughout. Um, I think with the commentary we had going throughout the game <laughs> with, with you chiming in and then his mate Grubnuts chiming in, it uh, was really, really funny. It was great fun. Uh, yeah, so you were running up against Lizards with um, yes. six Saurus, one Crocs, to each of the two skinks and was running Helmet Wolf as well with three rerolls, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which yeah, is helmet. not a bad list. I mean, the tournament's 1200 TV and yeah, you get a ton of stuff. So you had four warriors, I think, or three. Were you three and three? Three warriors it and three beasts? three and three, yep. And then a whole bunch of linemen. Yeah, so you're three and three. So Claw came in clutch 
and it was amazing first, to see. Like the first two blocks, I think I took a guy out. I think I KO'd two of his warriors in the two blocks, and we're just like, right, this is going to be a quick game. <laughs> well, yeah, the first half was massively in your favour. It was great to watch, but then, uh, then the lizards just pounded in the second half. Yeah, they they did. I I made a f- several misplays, um, especially with the fumble clicks and <laughs> not declaring actions before. I I know I missed two passes in a row. Yeah, from that. If you'd made one um, of those passes, I think you would have been able to squeak out that second touchdown. Yeah, I reckon. But you know that's the game, and it wasn't the only mistake I made. So I can't blame it on that. Um, but I just I think it was better for it. I think we had a really really good game because of it, and like. Uh, just throughout my heart was pumping. It was really good. It was I was laughing my head off. Great yeah, fun great. to watch. And uh, I think the 51 people that joined us in stream at one point yeah. also quite enjoyed watching it. And the guys who were in the tournament enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah. So it's really cool. And and just on, on the tournament, I know we, we, well, I might as well talk about it here. Uh, we're streaming games as often as we can on the Bonehead Podcast Twitch. They go up on YouTube a day or so later. Um, uh, so keep an eye on Facebook, Twitter, instagram uh and our discord for updates of when we're streaming things when the games are going on if you're in our discord just bounce down to the bonehead ball 2 tab and you can see all the coaches uh drawing it off and you can talk see the, them talking about when they're playing the games and stuff so you can jump in and spectate we also are doing a guess the rounds uh, thing at the moment so every round at the beginning when the matches are done uh, uh, i put out a little google form so everyone can predict the match predictions and um, Matt's BBL, who's helped with commentary on Lockdown Bowl, I'm hoping he's going to be streaming some games this week as well. He He's smashing it at the moment. I think he's almost perfect for his predictions. Uh, it's ridiculous. Oh. Uh, I've, I've fallen behind a little bit. Um, it, uh, it's just, it's cool. It's a really cool environment. And at the moment where there's no tournaments, there's no club night, there's no league, it's, uh, it's amazing Great. to pile in. It feels like club night again. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about Fumble in an episode or two. Uh, and then secret teams up there as well because this is kind of this is prime open space for secret teams um yeah. and uh we are, we'll touch on that later in the episode so games wise i got my game in uh for bonehead Bowl, which was a little bit less successful uh <laughs> but I'm, I'm taking a stunty league team which is the stuntiest of all the stunty teams it's my chaos halfling team that i took to mana bowl you got two you chaos spawns it's so fun man two chainsaws uh two chaos spawn who we've got claw now so claw mighty bow they're basically um minotaurs that can throw teammate although they can't actually throw teammate um because they have got wild animal and loner and it's just carnage mm, yeah what four plus for uh, teammate yeah it just isn't gonna happen um yeah. so it's four plus and then yeah all the rest of it didn't put it <laughs> off even once uh i started out really well i've got a star player with two stabs he did nothing i'll admit but uh minotaur opened up killed a guy chainsaw ran in blitzed the Minotaur down and uh, made a pretty decent drive for four turns before it fell apart. So first quarter was really solid for me. And then, oh, by the way, I was playing Chaos Dwarf. Um, and Chaos mm, Dwarf yeah. against Halflings is... Uh, not not the kindest matchup, is it? <laughs> it might be the worst possible matchup. Uh, but it was so good, so that so much fun. And the opponent was, uh, was really great as well. Um, played really well and it was fun to stream. So yeah, got that in, and I've been playing some uh, Blood Bowl Two, which you guys may have seen on on stream. Learning Nurgle because next episode, unless the Snotling stuff drops now, we will touch on the Snotling things as soon as we can, like yeah. literally the at the moment. Shove everything aside. Yeah, do it later. I'm gonna yeah. go home from work. Just gonna I'm just gonna go into my office. I'm gonna take my podcasting equipment just in case. <laughs> um, 
But otherwise, we should be joined next episode by Warhanam Hanum uh, to talk Nurgle. So I've been practicing with Nurgle, trying some different builds like I did with the Dark Elf team. Um, they are a very tough team to play, man. There's just They are a grindy team. Um, so you guys out there listening, if you've got a lot of experience with Nurgle, chuck me some of your hot takes. Chuck me some of your top tips because we're going to be talking about that next episode. Um, probably bring him up today as well at some point with the beast of nurgle he'll make uh, his way into conversation uh, i'm sure yeah well that's only if he actually makes it into the top 10 yeah yeah <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> yeah i know uh so games played that's been it um ben anything else from you games wise or hobby wise uh hobby wise just been doing lots and lots of painting um i had to go back to work uh i got unfurloughed um, so the hobby has taken a big dip. I was getting a lot done before then. Um, However, that is great news that the uh, yes, yeah, that yeah, lots of places, um, lots of people fortunate. are getting back to normal a little bit now, which is really good. The country's easing into it gradually. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I've just been I've been painting a lot of orcs. To be honest, the 40k news has uh, really got me excited. So <laughs> yeah, you've been batch painting like crazy. Yeah, it's it's burning out a little bit. So that's why it's quite nice to do something different and yeah. <laughs> painting some undead guys. Uh, Hobby-wise, you guys may have seen that my bits and pieces for my Zinch team have mostly turned up. I still need to figure out where to get extra arms from because all the guys come with extra arms for this team. I'm thinking getting like a spur of pink horrors or blue horrors or something and just using the arms off those and just kind of cutting them up and attaching them to the Chaos Warriors. I think that would have the desired Zinch effect. Yeah, Um, that could work. Got some heads from the uh, Rubik Marines from 40k, the big kind of Egyptian Zinchi heads. I yeah, think they're, they're really cool. And I've got the Changeling as the big guy, and I've got the Familiars as the little guys. It's a really cool team. I think we spoke about it before on the podcast. If not, mm-hmm. I can see it coming up again, if not being featured on YouTube, because I'm absolutely dying to start recording stuff for YouTube again. I know we're, we're still a, a couple of months out from that, probably, even though today bubbles were announced um, for vulnerable people, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, Unfortunately, the, the the plague is still out there, so we can't can't go recklessly filming things at other people's houses just yet. But at the moment Sadly. we can, yeah, we will be uh, yeah. we'll be playing a load of games and getting them up and out there. And I'd like my Zinch team to be one of those teams. Uh, you never know, yeah, Ben. Let's do it. If you get this uh, Slanesh team up and running, yeah, definitely. I mean, Zinch I've got my Zinch team still underway as well, so we can have a Zinch yeah. off at some point. So I've been um, starting to build that. I've been painting some more of my ogres. What else have I painted? I've painted some high elf. I've just been doing some bits and bobs to tick it over, but mostly been working on uh, streaming and, and video stuff for, for the for the podcast yeah. at the moment, which is keeping me plenty entertained. Um, and also work is pretty busy, which is not a hobby. That is actual real life stuff. And we don't want any of that on the podcast. Um, <laughs> no fun. Far too much of that recently. So yeah, yeah that's it for me for games and for hobby. Um, and because of my little parcel from employment, I don't think I'll be needing to buy anything anytime soon. So um, I just need to find some stuff to make you print us, Ben. Yeah, I mean, if those, those arms, if you can't find any solutions, I'm sure we can find some <laughs> stuff online. Oh, I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Oh, dangerous. <laughs> Very dangerous. Uh, yeah, I think that actually wraps it up for me for hobby. Ben, anything from you? I think that's everything. Wonderful. Right, let's get on with it. Let's go and move into our top 10 big guys. Okay, it's time for our top 10 big guys. So we uh, went to the community. We asked all of you guys out there through all the various channels we've got what your top five big guys were. were. And um, the reason for that is we wanted to collate what the community thought. So we've ranked them 
top 10 of the community based on the 58 responses that you guys gave us, which was great for a quick week. Like, hey, chuck us the results. It was really good. So I appreciate everybody pitching in. Uh, it's led to an interesting list. I've not looked at the list. I've let the spreadsheet automatically populate it for me, so I can't quite remember. So what we're going to do is we're going to start at 10, and Ben and I are going to count down our big guys all the way to number one. We'll probably argue along the way and then at the end we're going to compare it compare both our lists to what the community had and uh, just chastise ourselves after that we'll decide and well we'll randomize the winner of the windsor chog miniature and then we'll announce our next competition so ben are you ready have you got your list i've got my list right here okay uh here's a dice high or low i'll go high it's a four right Number 10, and you go first. Here we go. Let me load the graphic. Okay, Ben, your top 10 number, starting with number 10. What is your number 10 big guy? Uh, see, I put the tree man. The tree man as your number 10. Number 10. So I think at this point we should have, a, a, there is a, there are 12 big guys. So that means that two will miss the list. And the tree man is better than two, but worse yeah. than nine. So why is he so far down on your list? For me, he's, uh, the biggest thing is the speed. So he's obviously the slowest of them, but it's not even, I don't know. It's just, I've every time I've played against him, he's just never really had the presence. You can kind of get around him. He's susceptible to a lot of skills other big guys have. Um, I just, I've never found him to be as impressive as the rest of them, or at least as big of a threat. Yeah, Strength yeah. 6 is great, and armor 10 can be tricky to get through, but yeah i like the tree man it is a utility big guy um on a, on a stunty team yeah uh it adds a bit of strength adds a bit of toughness on an elf team but you're right they very rarely become the big exciting game changing players that you want from a big guy and like you mm -hmm. said two movement and trick uh take root they can uh, yeah. they can slow down real quick and they're expensive uh, 120k, yeah, one of the uh, yeah, middle, well, probably one oh, of the 120, cheapest. Sorry, I was thinking, I was thinking of more no, than that. No, no, not yeah, bad, not bad. Not the cheapest okay. of the big guys, uh, no. but one of the cheapest of the big guys is my number 10, and that is the troll. So that, I know that's going to upset you. I know that's going to upset you. But yeah. look, in Lockdown Bowl, I ran a snotling team, and I ran three trolls, and oh my, God, there was just no point having them on the pitch at all they just didn't even play blood bowl i know they're good for throw teammate and i know they're great on underworld we had loads of comments comments saying these guys are great on underworld you just give them t tentacles and stick them on the line but if you're not activating it it's not a player it's terrain and we're not doing top 10 terrain in blood bowl because that uh, well i'd like to do that list actually but yeah uh top 10 so the troll he makes it into the top 10 there are two that did not make it in, but he makes it into the top 10 for me, uh, but only just at number 10. I imagine the, uh, he's going to crop up a bit later on in your list, Ben. Yeah, you'll come. <laughs> you'll, you'll get there. <laughs> All right, over to number 10. Here we go. Okay, number 9. Ben, who have you got? Okay, I'm going to get ripped to shreds for my list. So tree at 10. Number 9, I've put Ogre. Number 9 for the Ogre. Ogre. What? I think all of them above the ogre impress me more. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Now, there are three different versions of the ogre. It, it doesn't really matter much. I've bundled all the results from the community all together. So the, uh, the ogre ogre, 
the human ogre and the chaos pact ogre they all have their little disadvantages and advantages sure but the ogre it's just such a great vanilla player it's just it's the quintessential big guy surely it is and i think that's his vanilla-ness is ah. what does it. He doesn't really bring anything to the table for me. He's he's quite costly still. 140 like, is a, a big investment. It's two re and, it's three rerolls yeah. basically on most teams. He has edge two, which is true, is only one away from edge three. But I think often it's wasted. Like if it was edge one and cheaper, I'd prefer him. Ah, okay. Well, that might be another bit of foreshadowing there. Uh, my number nine is the Tree Man. We've already spoken about it. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. It's a cool player. It's a it's a utility player, but it's it's not a big guy in that way. He's not he's not a big guy player. The ultimate piece yeah. of terrain is the tree for me. Uh, now, there is a Tree Man team in Bonehead Bowl, which is real cool because there are seven seven trees this is he's never let them do the job <laughs> yeah this is full-on sacking isengard and it's such a cool yeah. team uh when you've got that many of them if a couple root it's not the end of the world um but yeah now the, i like the tree and the great thing is this is a top 10 list so like you just said with the ogre you like the ogre but you just think there are eight big guys that are better and i like the tree man i love blitzing with the tree man anyone who's seen seven super series will know i'm a huge fan of blitzing around with break tackle trees uh go for it go for it go for it if you can get sure feet on a tree i'm there all day long uh yeah i like the tree i just don't like it as well as eight more and we will get cracking with that we'll start with number eight Ben, your eighth yep. place, big guy. Here he is. I, I put the troll here. He's not as high up as... Wow. As, yeah, I, I had to put him here. He um, See, I, I really like the troll, and I think one of the big reasons is... I, I'm talking about it a lot, and it's going to be very hypocritical when you see some of the guys at the top. But he is really cheap. <laughs> he is really cheap. 110k is very cheaper good than a five. Yeah, cheaper than a Wardancer. 20k exactly. more than a Blitzer. Um, really efficiently statted. I think he's got the points in the right places. Um, movement forward enough. You know, you can still stand up and move a square. I find it's, you know, it's it's slow. I like him to be five, but I'd rather it be four and armor nine than five and armor eight for a troll when you've got a cheap player yeah. like that. Yeah, I suppose you're right. He is there to take punches. He's got regeneration. Yeah. Trolls, got interesting regeneration. enough. One thing I do quite like is st sticking leader on them. Um, if you need to put leader on a player and uh, you're taking into a tournament, you've got a double it's not terrible to chuck leader on a, a big guy with armor nine and regenerate. He's yeah, always going to be around, yeah. uh, generally speaking. You know, obviously bad things happen. <laughs> it is Blood Bowl. We've all seen that. Uh, but yeah, the troll at number eight for you. Um, interesting. I think I'd rather take my number eight. And my number eight is the Tomb Guardian. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm wondering if, he, if you've got him higher or if he's not on your list. All right, Tomb Guardian, uh, 100k. Strength five, no nega trait. Yes, in a league is going to suffer decay a bit, uh, but yeah, there are hundred k, and you've got four of them. Like the tree man is cool, you can take two. The goblin uh, troll is cool, you can take two. This guy has no downsides, and their movement four. So this is this is the same speed as a troll. None of the downsides at all. Okay, he's got edge one, but troll's edge one, I think, is it? Uh, yeah, Trolls Adron. Yeah. Trolls Adron. Yes, you can't throw teammate with the Tomb Guardian, but that you don't, wouldn't want to. There are no teammates to throw. Mm -hmm. So the fact you can take four of these guys and each one individually is just a big Black Orc. 
a, a big black orc man for for 20k more you pay 50k yeah. for a strength up if you had a black orc with plus one uh, plus one strength he'd be 130k it just this guy wins over the black orc and for me wins over the troll i'd rather take this guy from the troll you can stick break tackle on him and he's never gonna fail the troll is just yeah. gonna stand there staring at the sky questioning what what the meaning of life is probably i don't know but i don't know i have my trolls have let me down but tomb guardians have not and i tell you what in a team with four of those and two mummies just winning just winning ah yeah. oh, bonehead ball uh, what could have been <laughs> oh that was brutal well team I can't get over that <laughs> great team uh, so that was our number 8 ok Ben number 7 in the top 10 big guys for you go so this is the tie because I couldn't put one over the other oh, okay. and there were only 10 on the list so kind of the tree is more like an 11 but I think these are equal and that was the warpstone troll ok and the Tomb Guardian, which you mentioned. Ah, okay. So I squeaked them in the same line. Yeah. Now, so it's I, kind of... I've bundled all trolls together, all ogres together and stuff like that because it was... Right, okay. It was creepy. Yeah. But you know what? I have no problem with you differentiating at all. And I do completely agree with the troll being less good than the Warpstone troll. And so what that's, makes... That's why I snuck it into the above. Like, it's kind yeah. of a 7.5 because it, it's clearly better than a troll. But not as good as the Tomb Guardian, and it, I feel like it's kind of in the list. It so. has the potential to be better than the troll. You've got yes. to level it up first, and it's got to do stuff to level up. <laughs> it's got to punch some goblins, and then you're fine. <laughs> punch some stuff, get a couple of casualties, get the MVP, get that troll yeah. tentacles, I'm assuming, for the Underworld troll. I, I, I think I might take Claw, you know, just stack on the... Uh... He's never going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's going to do it all. Uh, do it I all. know you're at a big... You know, you're at a point in your life where claw is is mighty, uh, mm-hmm. and to be fair, mighty blow claw on a troll. If you if you can, the thing with trolls, right? Here we go. It's troll time, right? The thing with trolls, it should just be a two plus for them to do stuff. They, you should always be able to put a guy by them, which in that case basically means they're two players, not one, and it still yeah. doesn't matter. You still roll really stupid. On a one, it, I don't know. I'm cursed with trolls. But that said, if there was a team with six trolls, I would run it. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I almost did. <laughs> yeah, almost. You, you gave it a good go. Four trolls. Yeah, uh, that wasn't what, a good team. That was not. <laughs> Maybe another. I should have put the trolls above the ogres. As no, a, the trolls below the ogres after that. Six ogres can work. <laughs> six, six trolls definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that was your. Uh, that was your seven. Yeah, so Tomb Guardian, honorary mention of Warp Central. Mm, okay. My seven is a player I actually really love. Um, so this is the cool thing, is in the top ten, I love them all. But the player that is better than the Tomb Guardian, better than the Tree Man, better than the Troll, but not better than the rest, this might be controversial, is the Rat Ogre. Okay. Now the Rat Ogre is a great player. Uh, yeah. Movement six, I think. Strength five, agility doesn't matter, doesn't do stuff. It's got claw, it, yeah, it's armor eight. Exactly. It's got frenzy, it's frenzy claw. Uh, it's beautiful. A, it's a great player, but it just isn't good enough to be on a starting Skaven roster, roster most often. Uh, most Skaven builds won't take it because he's a liability in the Skaven build. If you could take a Rat Ogre on any team, I think the Rat Ogre would be a pretty popular choice. But yeah, agreed. Wild Animal hurts it 
you can't do stuff with it. You have to take the Blitz with the with the Rat Ogre, and it you don't massively get a much of a bonus from that. I, I hey, I love Blitzing Frenzy. You're going to see that later in the list, obviously, but. The Rat Ogre for me, it's got the tail, which is pretty cool, pretty useful. Yep. But armor 8 makes it vulnerable. It's going to frenzy around. And it doesn't fit in with the team with Skaven. I think, amusingly, the thing that would push the uh, Rat Ogre further up the list for me would be if you could take four Blitzers on a Skaven team. If you could take four Blitzers and two, um, yeah. two Gunners, two Gutters... Uh, and play a kind of different bashy build with Skaven. I think you could, but the Rat Ogre just tends to wander off on his merry own. He's got no support. And armor eight, strength five. You can you can drop him down. And once he's down, he's done. Um, bit of a glass cannon does add danger to the Skaven team. But I have never been in a situation where I haven't been able to manage playing against one. And I've played with them loads of times because I'm, I'm I love my Skaven team. But at 140k. I'd, I'd rather take a gutter runner and another lineman instead. It, it just it's just more reliable. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. All right. Very fair. Very fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll go. We'll go to the next one. All we'll, right. We'll, we'll, All we'll right. Number six, Ben. What have you got? Yeah. So I was holding out some opinions here. So I've <laughs> I've here put the Yeti. Oh, okay. Wherever and okay, yeah. a lot, there's a lot of similarities between the Yeti and the Rat Ogre. There is. There and really I think is. the Rat Ogre hasn't appeared on my list yet because the Yeti, I think, is. It, I feel like the Rat Ogre is like what the Yeti wants. The Rat Ogre can do the things the Yeti can't, and the Yeti can't do the things the Rat Ogre can, in my eyes. Oh. So it's like. They both they're both frenzy pieces. They're both wild animal pieces. Yeah. They both have a skill which disrupts the board. Prehensile tail the, versus disturbing presence. Yep. Yeah. I think while the yeti has claw, yeah, and the rat ogre doesn't start with that. The rat ogre can get that if it's lucky, whereas the yeti can't get like, you know, it can't build into the same mutations that the rat ogre can. And for that reason, that's why. Okay, I, I like I like your points. I get where you're coming from. I'm going to counter the yeah. point with that the Yeti starts with Claw and can get Mighty Blow on a normal. The Rat Ogre starts with Mighty Blow but can only get Claw on a double. It's got one more yeah. movement and one more agility, so it becomes a better player. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I don't think I can disagree with you too heavily, but the Rat Ogre is 10k more. Uh, but you know what? Yeah. I, I I wouldn't say no to either of these as a journeyman yeah. on my team. Um, they've both got loner. They've both got frenzy. They've both got strength five. They both do stuff and a lot of murdering. Um, yeah, and I think with the rat ogre, you like you say yeah, you, like you say mutations are only double, and you're stuck with strength. But with strength, you can do a lot of pieces. You can you can give a guard. That's and then it's suddenly really good. Like because it's also got the prehensile tail, which is immediately a huge disruption effect for a big guy to have. Um, yeah, we've yeah we've we've seen that on um with 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 some other players with prehensile tail haven't we so it's definitely uh right well regardless my big guy for number six is the ogre um what spot did you have the ogre on something like eight or something the ogre was nine nine absolutely yeah. outrageous you said the the ogre was vanilla and you are right 
You are right. There are players, there are big guys that do a better job of being a big guy. But the ogre is the quintessential one and is the only big guy that has its own team because it's the only big guy that can really play football, that can really play football. If you had a team of 16 big guys, the ogre team would probably be the best one. But that's not what this list is about. This list is about the best. I mean, we, I don't think we could do a top 10 all big guy list. I think that would be a disaster. But it might be fun to play on Fumble. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for me, the Ogre Wild Vanilla is a solid addition to every team. A lot of human teams run it. And it's, you know, a lot of teams think, do I want to run the big guy? Because they are, you know, like trolls, ogres, uh, trolls on goblet, trolls on orcs. Come on, Ben. Blood Bowl. Football game. Uh, trolls on orcs. They're unreliable. So loads of orcs team don't take the troll. 50% of human teams take the orc. They uh, take the ogre. And it, because he's reliable, he adds a lot of stuff. And once you give him guard, you don't necessarily have to activate him either. And if he does fail the bonehead, you don't have to take the blitz. Unlike everything I do with the big guys on every game ever. Mm -hmm. It's always a big guy blitz for me. Um, so this whole list should be taken with some uh, <laughs> with a pinch of salt. But um, uh, yeah, that's it for me. The Ogre, number six. I'm getting the feeling my list was tainted by what's the coolest big guy as well. So. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, right. We asked everybody for their yeah. top five. And now we're going to go into it. This is it. This is where it gets brilliant. Number five, Ben. Yeah, top this five. This is where time. I have the. This is where I have the rat ogre. So we have just had that discussion, and they are very, very close. Okay. I think your point where the the team they're on is huge, and I probably should have factored that in. And factoring that in, I do maybe think the rat ogre and yeti could swap, but it's so close. I think this is the closest gap between two like different big guys that I have on my list. So you had the Rat Ogre 6, uh, no, the Yeti 6, Rat Ogre 5. Yeah. Okay. For the purposes of this discussion, I'm going to skip right straight to my number 5. And my number 5 was the Yeti. Yeah, okay. And so you've got the Rat Ogre here. I've got the Yeti here. They do real similar things. And the fact the Yeti can get Mighty Blow on a regular and the team itself can stand by it, I think, with Skaven, you can't stand by the Rat Ogre and protect it and work with it. The Rat Ogre yeah, tends kind of an... to, to Leroy Jenkins its way into trouble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> supported by 7337 linemen. Whereas on Norse, you guys have got that block to help keep them alive, mm -hmm. to help keep the Yeti anchored. Uh, that's why it gets a slight edge for me. That's why... Yeah, I think that's very fair. Yeah, That's why the Yeti is my five. But you know what? I think the Rat Ogre fitting in the top five is very, very, very fair. Uh, I'm I'm actually getting a bit edgy now about what the community have, have chosen because, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I'm starting to think I'm wildly off. And I know that you've already said you think that. So, yeah. Well, our listeners so far are actually quite similar. <laughs> Apart from the Ogre difference, we're, we're, all, we're pretty aligned. This we is... didn't discuss this beforehand. We'll no, say that. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, the first time we're hearing these. This is where it gets really crunchy. Uh, right, yeah. then let's get further into it. Number four, Ben. Okay, I'm going to bet we have the same number four. You reckon? Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Go. Okay. You go first. Minus four. No, I have got the mummy. Oh, okay. I have okay. got the mummy. Right, explain yourself, Bloodsythe. 
Okay, right. <laughs> uh, going on from before, yep. the Minotaur is similar to the previous two. We've had the Rat Ogre and the Yeti. Yes. It is better. Yes. And I think the big part of that is to do with horns um, is a big factor. The fact it's uh, the teams that it's on. So like Chaos, Super Bash, Minotaur, Bash is harder. Mm-hmm. Um, same with like Chaos Dwarf. It's just, I think in every team that can take a Minotaur, it shines as a good player. It's an asset. It is a big yeah. player. Uh, I'm right. Minotaur having horns, huge bonus mm-hmm. right there. The Rat Ogre can get horns on a double. It at, can. At which yeah. point it really just becomes a Minotaur. Um, yeah. So yeah. the Rat Ogre has, has potential there. But yeah, so you've got the Minotaur all the way down at the bottom of the top four. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll go through it. Yeah, no, that's okay. I've gone with the Mummy, okay? Okay. The Mummy is a fantastic player. Not as fast as the Tomb Guardian and the only other player on the list with no Nega trait. It suffers for having movement three. It, it really does, yeah. does. On any team with the mummy, or one, uh, your mummies get left behind real easy. Uh, movement three is tough, but you 100% will be able to move that mummy up. And it, it, it the fact it's movement three is rubbish. That's its own nega trait. But it can stand up normally. It can blitz with a go for it when he's on the ground. It can blitz regularly. Five squares? Like it's got it's got strength, it's got stretch, it's got strength five, and it starts with mighty blow. Uh mm-hmm. the mummy starts in a really good spot, I think, for me. The mummy is just an ogre with no downside. Uh it's cut off one leg to have two brains. And it's uh it's it's been well designed. It it works with the team really well. Um it just provides massive players and it comes with mighty blow and you know you've gone for the mino and in a mino versus mummy bash generally speaking the mino is going to win because it's got horns but the mummy is going to be a better sort of nah nah i'm not so not so much actually the the the, the, the <laughs> mummy the mummy is a good player i'm happy with it and i think it deserves yeah. to be in the top five not quite the top three So for me... Number three, man. What have you got? What have you got? The Mummy takes spot number three for me. Oh, okay. So you prefer the Mummy to the Minotaur. Yeah. And I think... See, I I do love the Minotaur. This was tough. Mm. But I think the Mummy takes it. The You said it. The no negatory is massive on a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to lose his tackle zones. It's going to hurt things. He's got Mighty Blow. Yeah. It's a little and kind of like what you said with the Tomb Guardian, you can take multiple of them. Yeah. Um, I, I just always find in an undead team, the mummies are always just a massive threat. And even in the movement three, they do just catch up with you because they're never having their turns where they're left behind. That is really, so, really fair. In an average game, most yeah. big guys are going to lose two to three turns, aren't they? Uh, exactly. And yeah. that can be 15, 18 squares. The mummy's going to make that up. Um, mm-hmm. wow, that's, that's, that's very fair. So your number three is the mummy. Yeah. Okay, Blood Tithe. My number three is the Thurster. 
Okay, well, I'm satisfied you put this on the top three because it deserves that. The the Bloodthirster. <laughs> now, some of you guys out there may be uh, Games Workshop only players, so may not have come across some of the expanded teams, which is the Slan team, the Retonian team, and the Corn Demons team. And the Corn Demons team has this little tiny player known as the Bloodthirster. And if you've never yeah. had a chance to play against or with a Bloodthirster, it is one of the most fun players out there and most terrifying. Uh, he does work. He does work. Oh, yeah, man, he, does he does some serious work. Bloodthirster, one hundred and eighty thousand. Uh, we talked about him a lot on our corn episode, the forty or forty-one or forty-two. Uh, Bloodthirster, one eighty k, six five one nine. Loner frenzy, wild animal, claw, horns, juggernaut, regeneration. He comes with all the murder skills and you just need oh, that yeah. one skill up and he's gonna get it because he's got claw he's gonna get those casualties and then boom he's got mighty blow and he's just running around frenzy and everybody on us with, with strength six you need one guard he's three dying guys he's got juggernaut which makes him really good because he runs in he smashes guys and you save from the both down you're gonna be blitzing with him um he's like one of the only big guys on this list which starts with a way to protect them against the blitz he's the only big guy with juggernaut i think i think he, yeah, yeah and because none of them have blocks so yeah he that is. is a really great shout so yeah the downside for the bloodthirster for me and why he's not ever so slightly higher now don't get me wrong my top three is that you pick one of them you're, you're happy you have to blitz with the bloodthirster you do it's really interesting uh you take the Thurster, you pay 180k, this is pricey as, but in addition to the cost of the Bloodthirster, you lose your Blitz action every turn. Yeah. And not because he doesn't work, but, you know, quite frankly, one in six, he's not going to work. He is Wild Animal. If you need him to move around, you're going to struggle, so you're going to need to use that Blitz to position him. And the the amusing thing is that he's likely to end up next door to no players because he's likely to murder them so if mm -hmm. you want him to go patrolling he's either got a blitz or you've got to use your blitz action to move him around or you're dropping a fifth of your team value with most starting teams uh, he's just wandering around in the middle of the pitch completely unattended it it's just it, you have to blitz with him uh because no one's going to be around him and it's a massive commitment the the, the corn team works brilliantly because the corn team suits uh the, the the bloodthirster it uses the frenzy it follows it around it can work together to make the bloodthirster shine but quite frequently that bt will end up wandering around on his own uh and then you kind of like i need to use the blitz here when i really should be going after the ball otherwise my bloodthirster is in the left sideline and everybody else is on the right and you've lost your blitz but when he does blitz, yeah. it's so much fun because you're probably rolling six block dice. <laughs> yeah, I found it with, with playing corn because there really is not a bad blitz you can do on the corn team because there's so much horns and juggernaut around. Yeah. And like, but I find it's often as soon as he goes down, which he will, he'll go down. He's still a strength five piece and they can be knocked over by other ones quite handily. Yeah. Um, it's got no defensive skills. So you smack him down and then, yeah, he's just eating a blitz, like you say. And your team isn't advancing and you got you want you want to be blitzing with like your heralds and your letters because you really do but when he's if you're having to do that to break through the cages yep. which is what corn is very good at yep it means your you're blood doing stays on the ground. nothing with your bloodthirster that turn yeah and that is yep. such a huge amount of money like it's the most expensive um, non-secret star and it is 
he's brilliant, but he is very pricey. Uh, yeah. And that is the bloodthirster for me. What's that, man? It's a bit of a meta question. Does he get access to jump up? Uh, well, on a double, yeah. Yeah, double. Yeah, I would consider taking that on him. <laughs> Just for that reason. Because every time I've played him, he's been stuck on the ground. If I ever got a double, I might even consider taking jump up. Yeah, but he's going to still have to. You're going to still have to wild animal him to get him up. Yeah, but it's still a two plus, right? It, it just doesn't eat the blitz. Uh, no, it's a, a move. Well, no, it's a move. Oh, I think you can do a block on a two plus with jump up. Can't you, you can. That's yeah. genius. Yeah, uh, but obviously, interesting. Interesting. I don't know if you even need to block a player to declare a block action. No, oh. you don't think you do. Ooh, ooh, well done, Ben. Yeah. Well done. No, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll investigate this and we'll discuss it. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah. So that was the Bloodthirster. That's my number three. And your three was the Mummy, right? Yes, uh, I had Mummy. Okay, here we go. The next one. Bloodtithe Ben, the penultimate big guy for you is... The Croxagor. The Croxagor. And I'm going to jump in here. The Croxagor is my number two as well. Yeah, let's talk so, about how great the Croxagore is. It's just such a good player, and I mean, let's let, we can start off by saying it's the closest you can get to putting a T Rex on the Blood Bowl pitch. <laughs> and for that reason alone, <laughs> you know, there are some cool Croxagore miniatures. Uh, the player is it's just it's just a strictly better ogre, right? Yes, it is a better ogre. It doesn't have the agility, but on the Lizardman team, nobody does, so it doesn't really feel bad. On the Slan team, everybody else has got agility, so you don't feel bad for that at all. But movement 6, strength 5, uh, and 1, armor 9, and prehensile tail. Prehensile Which, tail yeah. is is so important. Now, Ben, you had a bit of this last night with your game against Lizards. Yeah, prehensile tail was doing its thing. Uh, it it was. I, I think, yeah, I think it did cause me to fail a dodge roll with that prehensile tail. And I've had it in a tournament in November where I've lost a game due to prehensile tail. And that is kind of why I had in my mind why I put the Ryogre above the Yeti, because Prehensile Tail, in my mind, is such a good skill to have on a big guy who gets stuck in. So for me, the key thing with this guy is he blitzes just fine. You know what? Blitzing yes. with a Croxagore is never really a bad thing. It's as bad as it is with an Ogre. He comes with Mighty Blow. He's going to be doing some punching. But you can 2+, and you don't need to blitz with him. You can 2+, and position him next to somebody, and mm -hmm. Prehensile Tail actually does a thing. It's not just yeah. a tackle zone. He's doing something. So if you don't blitz with him and he doesn't get to block, moving him adds value to your strategy. Just yeah, moving this player near somebody does things. Yeah. We probably should touch that on the Yeti because I think the Yeti comes with disturbing presence. Uh, he does. That does less things than perhaps I'll tell. It does really. less direct things. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you ball... Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of ball plays made around the Yeti. It can be a difference maker. But you cross yeah. a goal, you choose the guy you want to suffer with that dodge, and there is such a massive difference between a 2-plus dodge and a 3-plus dodge. Uh, yes. Obviously, huge. yeah, it's double the chance of failure. Um, and, and a 3-plus to a 4-plus, just you start to just consider it. Man, it's just, you're yeah. just hemorrhaging value at that point, and it feels awful. Because you're like, yeah, I'll just dodge away. Yeah, dodge away. I'll take the dodge from the big guy. It'll be fine. And then it's a four plus. And then it's not only is he changing the way the opponent's playing, but he is likely to burn them a reroll. Yeah, and that's very valuable, you know? Massive. You make and his value back from that. So 
Um, and when he gets guard, he will support any team brilliantly. It, armor nine keeps him alive. Armor, you know, it's it's just a superb player. And I got to see a tournament where there was a team with four of them, and it was awesome. Thing of beauty. It did suffer bonehead, and the bonehead is a real thing when you've got four crocsicles. When you've got one, it doesn't feel so bad, and it is probably because of the team. It's mostly on because if the crocsicles bonehead, you've still got six strength four players. The bonehead, um, the bonehead, the Croxagore plays brilliantly, assists the team. It gels well with the team strategy, and it's just mm-hmm. a better ogre. I yeah. love the Croxagore. It, it's just a frustratingly good player. All right, so it's time now for the big one. the top of the top 10 big guys in blood bowl ben who is your first pick to no surprise the bloodthirster blood tithe ben picking the bt himself bloodthirster talk, yes, talk so to me more about the bloodthirster as we discussed it's just everything you want from a big guy yes he can suffer a lot when he's he's not your best defensive player um and he is extremely pricey, which is why a lot of my reasons for having things low, like for instance, the troll being mm. better than the ogre because of the price. Yeah, I think you you are putting a lot of eggs in a basket with a thirster, but I think it's worth it because he has strength six blitzes with protection from juggernaut and yeah, regen as well. So like, even though he can go down, you, you can sometimes get him back. Yeah, um, regen is massive as well. Doesn't yeah, exactly. always work against halfling teams, Ben. But yeah, definitely. A thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But honestly, <laughs> the price tag is a big downside. But I think, in my mind, one of the only downsides on this big guy. Ah, that is very fair. Right, my number one is the Bloodthirster's little cousin. And this is probably going to surprise none of you guys out there. The Minotaur, for me, is the top big guy in Blood Bowl. He may not be the strongest. He may not be the most blitzingest. uh, He may not have the additional random skills. But in every situation, having a Minotaur on a pitch, it does stuff. It doesn't matter what type of minotaur whether it's a mutated minotaur a vanilla minotaur whether you're playing chaos whether you're playing pact whether you're playing the chaos dwarves i mean who else can take a minotaur Every, everybody anybody because the minotaur is amazing you get that blitz you get that strength six blitz with frenzy but it is 30k cheaper so ben took the troll the higher than the ogre yeah. for 30k i take the minotaur higher than the bloodthirster for 30k because it is a little bit cheaper which means the supporting cast can be better but it does not stop the minotaur from shining the mutation access means that you can get it to claw and let me tell you a claw minotaur will murder stuff and it will once you get that once you get break tackle this guy is a missile it's a cruise missile it's which of these players within five squares do i need to kill and then you just hope you don't roll the one um i just it's not the most efficient yes we've got wild animal it's not the toughest yes it's armor eight but it is a bargain and any team with a minotaur is absolutely right there and we've seen it in the bonehead bowl tournament they're looking at some of the matchups and i was looking at this one game where there's chaos chosen and they're playing against uh basically fun dwarves and they don't have the minotaur 
And you look at it, this roster, and you're just thinking, man, that Minotaur would shine here. It would have one mm-hmm. player that could run around and do stuff, but you still can afford to keep up your payments on your house. And the Bloodthirster is not <laughs> going to let you do that. <laughs> if you yeah, want to be... when the Minotaur gets casualty and you don't have an apothecary. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. That's an expensive. And sadly, expensive. on a one-to-one, the Minotaur loses against the BT. But can still take out the BT. That is really a case yeah, exactly. of who gets into dodge range, who gets into blitz range first. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a freebie. The Bloodthirster has the edge in combat with the Minotaur, but I think the Minotaur is a better team player um, yeah. And for me. So Ben, let's go to the community list. I'm not sure if I shared this with you. Uh, I did. I think I put it in the show notes. Come on, show notes. Where are you? I did put it in the show notes. Good. Okay. Good, Ben. Okay, here we go. So, community top 10 big guys in not even 10th place. So, the guys who didn't miss the list, and we'll talk about these kind of like at the end, Ben. Uh, the Death Roller, honorary big guy. Um, and the uh, and the Tomb Guardian did not make the top 10. So Yeah. Tomb Guardian is easy to forget, I think. Is it because the mummy just outshines it? I, I don't know. I think it's just... I know when I was starting, yeah, I always associate. I always thought it was a strength four player because you get so many of them. Honestly, it feels like a strength four player, but yeah. it is not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's seriously not. So in tenth spot, uh, so I we we took all people's um, rankings to top five, gave them all points. So that somebody's first pick gets five points, somebody's fifth pick gets one point. Just chucked it all together. So tenth spot with twenty seven points is the Yeti. So the guys, the, the Blood Bowl community are section of it. Not a fan of the Yeti. I don't know whether it's because Norse aren't played that much, because there's no team out for them. I think I think when then when Maybe. The, yeah. Uh, ninth spot is the Bloodthirster. That's outrageous. Is I've... that is that play? Is that because they've not had the opportunity to play against it? The model does not exist yeah. unless you go for the incredible Elastoran team that you've got. Um, yeah, the it, team is like semi-official, you know. Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of people in their mind excluded it. That's the only possible way it can be so far down on the list. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, absolutely. And talking about another incredible big guy, eighth place for the Rat Ogre. Well, that seems low. I'm going to say it's because um, the people who watch this podcast know the Skaven might and know that gutters, if you had a choice of two gutters, or a rat ogre, you would take two gutter runners and you'd win yes, more games. Yeah. You'd win more games. But the rat ogre is great fun and really good in sevens. Really good in sevens. Very surprised at that when we used to do the Tuesday, the Touchdown Tuesday seven mini tournaments. The guy brought, six with Frenzy is good. Yeah, covers that pitch, man. Yeah. Uh, number seven is the Beast of Nurgle. Now, this is a player that neither of us uh, talked about. Ben, why didn't you? Why didn't the Beast of Nurgle make it to your top ten? I just. I know, I know you've been playing a lot of Nurgle, and I know it didn't make played, my top ten either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've played against uh, Nurgle at the club, and he's just never impressed me. I don't know what it is. Like he seems like he should do like other big guys do. It's just for some reason I've never really been that scared of him. Tentacles is a big skill to have. Tentacles is great, and it is a strength five mighty blow player, which is really yeah. cool. But because it's got tentacles the Nurgle coaches are incentivized not to attack with it. So the Beast of Nurgle may tie a couple of your players up uh, with tentacles, but it, 
doesn't feel like a threat because the Beast of Nurgle it doesn't really kill things. The Beast of Nurgle just wanders around very slowly, sometimes only on the 4+, plus, and maybe sticks some players. Uh, but it, it's, yeah, it's it's a cool positional, but the Underworld Troll just does it better. Yeah, he does. The Underworld Troll just does it better for me. Number six is the Mummy. So the Mummy, way lower than we had him. Yeah, that that's really that does really surprise me because like Undead is a really popular team. I'm outraged. Maybe we're wrong. I'm outraged because they've got the troll better than the mummy. Yeah, that's that. As much as I love trolls, <laughs> that is not correct. <laughs> uh, I think it might just be that the fans of the Bodehead podcast are fans of stunty carnage and absolutely hey, rightfully if, so. If I said to you, Ben, can you would you would you like to take a a team of six mummies and some random players, or would you take a team of six trolls and random players? Which seems more fun to you? Absolutely, the troll. They're just. <laughs> They, if you're going pure, pure fun and character, the yep. trolls are brimming with it. Whereas mummies, you know, they're just a bit boring. Aren't they? They're just, they're just, they're just good. They're just plain good. Yeah, and uh, very good. Talking of plain, we've got 97 points here in fourth place with the tree man. Uh, okay. Uh, the troll was 92 points. The mummy was 58. So massive difference here between Two. our bottom and the top five. So yeah, almost twice as many people like the troll. And the tree man, five points away. So so just just a couple of votes out for the tree man. And again, I think that's a stunty thing. They are reliable unless they're rooting. They are slow. They do do stuff. They can they can do things. The tro- I, I would take a troll over a tree man, I think. Even though I put it the other way around on my list. <laughs> uh, and number three for the community with 102 points is the Croxagore. Yeah, that, that honestly, it's getting to the point where it's... It's tight, it's tight. And look, number two is the Ogre. I'm, <sighs> I'm feeling a little bit vindicated, but I feel bad that here at the Bonehead Podcast, we ranked the Ogre lower yeah. <laughs> than so many. But we didn't rank it by team, like we said. I think if we ranked it by team, then there would be no team as fun as the Ogre team, except, I don't know. I would take the ogre team over Not a troll them. team. I think you'd take a troll team instead of the ogre team. And I, I think would take it, yeah. I think we need to play that game um, just for ogre superiority. I mean, um, ogres would win hands down purely because Bonehead well, we on its own play that is game. way better. Yeah. But the goblins are better than the uh, runts, noblars. So yes, like, interesting. Almost twice as good, right? Basically, yeah. <laughs> Which means the community with number one is the Minotaur. Uh, it's vindication for Bonehead Ben. Ah, uh, yeah. Everybody loves a big, pointy ogre with rage issues. <laughs> it's a cruise missile. It's a cruise missile. It's so much fun in sevens. We need to play uh, Bloodthirster in sevens. I think it would dominate. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, the Minotaur is the top player this year for big guys everywhere. And uh, that's that's of 60 people that we basically got feedback from, which is a very small majority of the bubble community, I would admit. But 60 people gave us their opinion. And with 123 points versus 104 for the Ogre and 102 for the Croxagore, the Minotaur takes top spot. Uh, so let's do the prize draw now. Ben, have you got some dice with you or have you got some fake dice? I'm, I'm looking for a D6, a D10, and a I D8. Do. Have you got some of those? I have a. I don't have the D10. That's okay. We'll make it work. We'll make okay. it work. So let's hit, the, hit a D6 first of all. That's a six. Okay, that's good. Have you got a D8? 
Yep. Oh, good, because uh, there was 58. So we don't need the D10. We only need the D8. So roll a D8, and it's going to be... Go for it. That's a one. That's a one. That is Matt Kidd. I on the Facebooks, I will get in contact with you, Matt, but hopefully you've listened to the podcast and you have heard that you have been selected as our winner of a Windsor Chog big guy. Get in contact with us. Let us know what you want. We will order it. We will send it to you just for completion's sake. Matt Kidd, number one, the Beast of Nurgle. Number two, the Tomb Guardian. Number three, the Troll. Number four, the Tree Man. And number five, the Yeti. So Matt with some esoteric choices there. <laughs> Uh, I want to speak to Matt. <laughs> it might be useful to get some feedback. Is if he's choosing Beast of Nurgle as his number one player, he probably is a Nurgle guy. So yeah, yeah Matt, reckon. when you drop us a message, uh, letting us know how to, uh, what you want and where you want us to send it to, drop drop us some some tips and hints for Nurgle because we want to share it with the community. So yes, that is and uh, Matt is the winner of the uh, participation competition there. So Windsor Chog, big guy, get in contact. We'll get one over to you. And talking about competitions, Ben, if you scroll down a little bit more in the show notes, you will see some notes here for our next competition. So out there listening, we would love. We've loved hearing your opinions on big guys. We've loved talking through big guys. We love big guys. They're great. They're exciting. New players love them. Old players have fun running them around doing stupid things. It's the circle of Blood Bowl life. You start looking at the big players going, that's cool. You realize they're not that efficient and you move over to Wood Elves. Everybody has like a Wood Elf period. It's like when you grow your hair out. It just happens. Everyone goes through it. What are you talking about? That? <laughs> <laughs> this or, you, isn't or you could do the prison haircut like I went through and Ian Warhanam had it was gone for. And you come full circle and play stunty teams because big guys add that randomness because, you know, you've done the winning thing and now it's just fun for the, to win for the lols and it's fun to shame these new players because nothing's better than beating a Wood Elf team with a stunty team. Um, and we want to see what you guys would come up with if we said to you, can you design a big guy? So, details here. We've been talking big guy players with you, and now we want to see what you want to see as a big guy player. So we're having a design competition to design a big guy player. What are we looking for? We want to see the cost, the skills, and the stats of this player. We'd also like to know who, what they are, why they are the way they are, what miniature you'd recommend, what teams they you think they play for, and a little bit of background. That is optional. We want to know your design for a star player, so give us as much as you want. Um, but we will... Uh, be going through that. A couple of uh, PAQs, probably asked questions. Can it be a star player? Of course. We're focusing on big guy positionals, really. But if you've got a star player idea that you think would be perfect, then we will not hold it against you. So, yeah, don't yeah, hold and back. Yeah, and also, like, and, and why they'd be a star as well could be cool. Like, is it the skills or is it, you know, who they are? Yeah. Oh, well, we are quite fond of Ripper. Um, yes. Oh, I'll tell you what, that's maybe what we should do next, Ben, if we do a little cheeky top five of uh, top five big guy star players. Because yeah, that definitely. would be a tough one. Uh, what counts as a big guy? Typically, it's a strength 5 positional. Usually, but not always, featuring a negatrate or two. But if your design presents something different with some cool reasons, then it really doesn't matter. So, yes, you can submit a strength 3 big guy because it's a snotling big guy. Also, I don't know. Just, you know, let your designs go crazy. Uh, we want to see crazy. We want to see cool. Why why can you win? I feel like it might mean to say, what can you win? So let me just change that because that's <laughs> embarrassing. So why can you win? Uh, we have got a Punga Miniatures Rat Ogre Star Player to give away from Punga. So should be uh, 
out on the feed when we do the prize thing. Um, it's a heck of a miniature. It's not the really team cool one. Model. It's the star player one. Yeah. Uh, and super cool. I'm 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 a bit sad to give it away to be honest with you, but it's, it's fine. And not it's 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 worthwhile. Um, and honestly, if we get a load of entries, we will just give away more prizes because I think it could be tough. We've seen some great designs uh, previously from participation competitions, and uh, I have no doubt that you guys are going to come up with some absolute corker star players. And how do we decide the winner? We're going to do it the old school bonehead podcast way. Ben and I are going to pick some of our favourites and talk through them on episode. 46. So episode 45 is Nurgle Town, and episode 46 is going to be when Ben and I pick a few of our tops. And uh, if we can't decide a winner, we'll roll off. And if we really, really can't decide a winner, we'll just get more prizes. I think is probably yeah. the best way to do this. Um, ben, how do you feel about that? No, I'm excited. I'm really keen to see what people come up with. Um, it'll be a really good fun chat. Um, yeah, see if we can come up with something game-breaking or even maybe something really balanced. We're just thinking, actually... I mean, we make a team out of that. We added in, well, that's the fun bit, but we had a great time <laughs> with the giant ones, didn't we? Yeah, so, we did. Um, this might be a little bit more balanced. Uh, didn't put in the rules that they can't be multiple square players. I think it's probably probably leading towards big guys as opposed to giants. Um, yeah, a single square, I think. I think probably, but like Unless there's a really cool justification. Like, yeah. I mean, we'll be open to that. So. Like a snotling train. Oh, or the killdozer. Really? Anyway, I'm giving people ideas. I'm giving me <laughs> yeah. ideas, and I can't even enter my own competition. <laughs> you could win that Ratogre. Yeah, I win the Ogre <laughs> with my design. But the problem is, if I design a star player, I'm going to go buy a model to make the star player. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. I, I think I think that's all right. So that wraps up uh, the big guy segment of the team. We're going to take a little break, and then we are going to bounce back, having a tiny little chat about Bonehead Bowl going on on Fumble because it's just too much fun not to talk to you guys about. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's time for us to talk about Bonehead Bowl. So Bonehead Bowl is a tournament we run every year where we allow people to go crazy with mixed teams. Due to the apocalypse, we are not able to host that tournament today, today, this year. So uh, we took it to Fumble. Now, creating mixed teams on Fumble would have been a massive effort. I'm sure that someone out there has done it, but we're talking 260 teams. So we had a think to decide the best way to get as many teams in there as possible. And Rob from Secret Carnage had just finished running Lockdown Bowl. Uh, which was all the secret mm -hmm. teams and all of the stunty teams from Fumble. So we just went, that's a great idea. So we moved the tournament to Fumble, uh, gave it a 1200 TV balance with a very, very simple skill package. And the reason for that is because that's quite complicated um, on Fumble as well, because you would have had to go through all 120 teams and give them all a tier for that to work. And that was just a lot of work for me to get wrong. Uh, so we went with a very simple tier, a very simple skill package, which was you start the get, you start the season. The season is four games, and they are resurrection format with a normal and a double. And then after each game, you get another normal and another double. And you can stack them. You can do whatever you like on them. It keeps the skills low, but you get that incremental feel, and um, it just adds a little bit of spice to the teams. And also, we're playing with with two cards each at the beginning of the game. You pick magic item or silly damage card and uh, yeah we, we we run it out there and i think we set like hey guys in nine days time we're going to start this tournament and we had 32 people sign up which is awesome including you bt yeah yeah so first fumble tournament first fumble game was yeah it was last night on so, stream yeah. yeah that was uh it's fumble's great right on, yeah like we had the, we had the episode we we're talking about it and i'd like just 
played around a little bit like beforehand yeah. just to familiarize myself but i never had the full game on it um it, and it yeah, grows it on you doesn't really it well. yeah it does grow <laughs> it on you really I, I, on I felt you. a little bit like oh this is this is from the the dark ages of the web but dark ages yeah, of technology it's it based on an stc <laughs> design and it's so good bumble is amazing and i know that you yeah. want to talk about secret teams in a few episodes time um yes because because of this so Bonehead Bowl, what we wanted to do is just talk through about some of the teams because uh, we've already mentioned we're doing streams. Ben's doing streams. We're doing streams uh, straight on the, 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 the Twitch. Um, regardless of the final, we'll, we'll stream that and probably just share that on every platform so everyone can watch it when we get round to it. Lockdown Bowl was so much fun. We're doing the same again here, really. And uh, we've got a bunch of teams. I just wanted to go into the breakdown real quick because I know that guys find this quite interesting. So with the teams... The tier breakdown is 54% tier 1. So 17 out of the 34, uh, 32 teams are tier 1. So that's uh, Undead, Dark Elf, Slanesh there for Ben, Northern Nippon, which is a cool team, Norse, Dryad, Ethereal, Skaven, Sisters of Sigmar. We've got two Valkyrie teams, another Lizardman team. So two Lizardman teams, Cathay, Chaos Dwarf, another Undead team, and another Skaven team in tier 1. We've got seven tier two teams, so the secret Bretonians, not the regular Bretonians. Chaos Chosen, Clan Pestilence, which is an awesome team. Very, very excited about that one. Uh, Gnome, which is entertaining. Vampire, Pirates of Sartosa, and Dwarf Engineers. Amazing. Yeah, so cool. And tier three is where it's at. We've got eight teams, so 25%, 25.6% of the teams. We've got two Forest Goblin teams, a Night Goblin team, a regular Goblin team, a Squig team... Pro Halflings, Chaos Halflings, that's me. And Tree Men. The Tree Man team is not even stunty. Well, it probably should count as a stunty, but it's got six, six flipping te flip the te trees. It's just amazing. Um, at, but this is the thing that I found super cool. Uh, the, the standard, secret, and stunty breakdown. So we've got 12 standard teams and 20 from the secret or stunty league that's so good so myself and warhanam are both running chaos, are both running halflings from the stunty league he's running pro halflings i'm running chaos halflings uh we both lost our first round but he's got one more touchdown than me it's disgraceful oh i didn't know i, I didn't know the squigs and like forest goblins aren't stunty league they're not there is a uh, okay. forest goblin team and there is a squig team for stunty league but the ones these guys have taken are from the secret league so right. 18 secret league teams. Slanesh, Northern Nippon, Dryad, Ethereal, Sisters of Sigmar, Valkyrie, Cathay, Bretonian, Clan Pestilence, Gnome, Pirates of Sartosa, Engineers, Forest Goblin, Night Goblin, Squig, and Tree Men, all from the secret teams. And I think we've only really... We talked about your Slanesh one, Ben. We, yeah. We've talked about the Ethereal team several times. That's that. Those are the only teams here. Or maybe I gushed about the Tree Men team because we've got it running on the Seven Super Series. But look at that. There's a load of teams there we've never even spoken about before. This is what, and we're going to have an episode on this soon. Mm -hmm. We are. But this is what I love about the Fumble League is it's like Blood Bowl has a lot of teams. The core teams is it 22? Uh, 27 if you include the three 20, expanded. Okay, 20, 27. That's a lot of variety. But then you do, 
you do see the same ones again and again, and mm. then suddenly you open this up, and what have we got? A hundred and something? Hundred and twenty? It's about hundred and twenty teams, yeah. Yeah, and that is just a huge roster of teams, and you go into a game thinking, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. But then it's just taken from some bit of Warhammer lore, made a team out of it, and it's beautiful. And what you end up doing in a tournament like this, and this is what the whole purpose of Bonehead Bowl is, is you're going to play a different game of Blood Bowl than you've probably ever exactly. played before. Yeah, there's going to be some matchups that are familiar, but that's not a terrible thing. It's like going abroad, trying out the local cuisine, and then stumbling across yeah. a McDonald's on day four, and you're like, oh, yeah, a taste of home is this fine. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so some of these teams are amazing. We've had a few games in so far. But the exciting thing is that it is a different format. So we do encourage you to have a play on Fumble or come to some of our tournaments where you use these teams. Just look at them. Just look at the Secret League. Look at the Stunty League because they're different teams. It's a different way to play. And that's what we are all about, I think, then. I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah, absolutely. We've had some absolute carnage games so far. Look at this. The very opening game, the Guildford Gits, which is the Forest Goblin team, against Sacrifice Everything, which is a Skaven team. First of all, love the name and love the tactics. 7-0, man. That was the first game of the league of the tournament. Not 7-0. Absolutely crazy. There's me versus Dirty Dog, the Kelster Dwarf team, losing 2-0. And uh, Hampshire Hog Herders for this tournament, the pro halfling team, run by Warhanam Hanam. 2-1 loss to Rakatop Reptiliod's Revenge. Which Quite close, though. Yeah, it was close, actually. We watched a bit of that stream. Yeah. That was really good. That was uh, streamed by Morpheus himself, the Rakatop Reptilion's mm -hmm. Revenge coach. He played in Lockdown Bowl and had a great time. Um, and where where are you? Where are you? There you are. Perfection perfected, Ben, versus Red Dead mm -hmm. Cold One and Lizardman team. And that's the cool thing is if only one of these teams is, is secret, you are still playing a different game. So there was a different experience there for the Lizardman coach because there's no way he's played against a Slanesh team before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's no way you've played with a Slanesh team before. Oh, um, no. Yeah, it took a, took a while to, to get the hang of it. So we will be doing updates throughout the week, throughout the, the weeks of this tournament. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing streams to so jump on, see what it's about. It's great fun. Um, but just wanted to talk very quickly through the leaderboard. So at the moment, we haven't even finished round one, but Norse are at the top and then Gnome, the Gnome team second by Stevie126. Uh, That's uh, Stephen Knowles, who's a bit of a rules writer. Then it's Dark Elf and Chaos Dwarf. Then it's Lizardmen and Skaven. Then it's Skaven and Lizardmen. So there's a lot of ordinary teams that are rising to the top here. Then you get the fun stuff. So Ethereal versus Valkyrie. Oh, Ben, you're not stacked up against the... Uh, the ethereal team anymore oh have i been saved yeah the valkyrie and sisters of sigma both drew so i think what's likely to happen is the ethereal team and the valkyrie team are likely to play here and then really you will get the tree man team as it stands okay against I can tear up the tree man with claw uh, yeah you, you yeah. might be able to but this tree man team has got one two three four five six tree men and deep root so seven tree men yeah. I'll admit that's, that's quite... uh, my ninth ranked uh, big big guy and your tenth ranked big guy. But yeah, uh, it's a lot you... of strength six. Though. It's an insane amount of strength six, and it, in in elevens format, they're going to be starting right up against you. But the spites are really cool. Um, yeah. Six one three six dodge sidestep right stuff stunty titchy. They are super snotlings. They're twenty k, but they get one extra movement and one extra armor. And he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them. So a full 16, six Dreamman, Ed, Edward, Edward Wood, Edward Wood, Wood, Edward Wood, 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 
Edward would, 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 wouldn't he? Uh, are the six Truman on that team. Uh, and he's got some brilliantly named uh, Spites as well. It's, it's great fun. Um, just come over. Well, yeah. Just yeah. come over and have a look at the league. Have a look at this. This is certainly not going to be the only time we do this. And I know the NAF are changing up. They're going to introduce a, uh, a tournament that's run over several weeks with one game a week because it is such a good format. Um, you can fit in one game a week, generally speaking. Um, it's quite easy to do. I've got my, yeah. my carvings on the go here. So um, how am I looking? Uh, not so great. What, what skills have I gone for? I've got claw on both my big guys, and now I'm getting a chaos halfling with two heads and a chaos halfling with sure hands. That's a pretty good set of skills, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not not expecting much, actually. Who am I, who am I likely to be up against? Oh, I'm not at the bottom. Oh, good golly. Uh, oh, I am. I am. I am literally at the bottom. Yeah, no, I'm literally at the bottom. Of the teams who have played, I'm twenty. Twenty oh, oneth. Okay. Oh no, no. The Squig team is thirty second at the moment. So yeah, it's looking like as it stands. Unless someone does uh, worse than me, I'll be playing against the Squig team. So it will be a Squig versus Chaos Halfling matchup on Fumble. That watching that. That could be fun. That could be really fun. I'm actually very excited to see the Clan Pestilence team play. The Uber yeah, Rank yeah, Matter same. Show. Everybody's got Disturbing Presence. Uh, everybody's Strength 3, except for the two Plague Sensor Bearers, which are 3717. Disturbing Presence, Ball and Chain, no hands, no secret weapon. So, wow, okay. 12 players, one keg, and two of them are 3-7 Ball and Chains, man. It's going to be carnage for that team. I love that. That's a proper easy one to do on tabletop as well. It really is. It yeah. really, really, really is. Uh, and that's the danger of the secret league and the stunty <laughs> league is there are teams that you can build. Um, the one I saw that I loved, other than the Zinch team, was the Nippon team in Lockdown Bowl, which was a human team, but the catchers were Ajfor Ninjas. Uh, the Blitzers were Samurai same stats Amazing. and that was basically the team there's like there's another positional that had a claw like the warrior monks or something but with some head swaps you've got that team sorted yeah definitely uh and this is it whatever happens as long as we can run that tournament in in october there will be secret teams there will be stunty teams not sure how far we're going to go with the theme how many we're going to allow we'll have that wrapped up in the next month but there will be secret and study teams, so you will get a chance to build something fun, ready for that tournament. If we use the Tombstone team list, Ben, the Slanesh team is going to be on it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'll do it again. I think I might try something new, but well, that's tempting. There's so many teams. There is so yeah. many teams. Um, but yeah, I just had to take this opportunity to talk through what we're playing. It's all the teams. There's just... There's just so many, and there's so many games going on. Just jump over, have a look at some of our links, and just have a look at some of the games and ask some questions. Check in Discord. Just just, just observe the carnage. It's amazing. And, um, yeah, be ready for us to talk about this in a couple of episodes' time, I think, Ben, unless the squigs, unless the snotlings happen, which I'm very excited for. <laughs> right i'm so excited for that uh okay guys that is going to wrap it up do not forget to get your entries in 
for the Designer Big Guy competition. Ben and I will agree a date and when we put the post out on social media, which has probably already gone out by now, uh, I know our Patreons are going to get it before anybody else, um, you will have the, the end dates so that Ben and I can work through that on episode 46. So 45 is going to be Nurgle, 46 is going to be that, and I think we're planning on talking Fumble Fun that episode, but you never know what's going to happen at the moment. So who knows uh, Ben thank you so much for joining me thank you for sorting the camera out so it looks a bit better on YouTube which is cool it's not just my weird pasty face on the television screen that's um, fine probably be doing this for the foreseeable as well I like so. it I like it that's cool so thank you to Ben thank you out there for listening uh, please stay safe and uh, enjoy Blood Bowl in whatever way you can let us know what you're doing and we will see you in a couple of weeks time see you later bye bye